Are you still reading Moby Dick, by the way? I am. I am halfway through. I haven't touched it since we moved, but <laughs> but maybe I will. Okay. Welcome to Closed Comments, a podcast where we dredge comments off the internet and take turns guessing at what they're referring to. I'm Sam. And I'm Nick. Do you want to kick us off or should I? Yeah, I can kick us off. So if anybody listened to the first episode, that was like the formula and now we've kind of got it down pat. So I think we both have five each, right? Yeah, I think we've we've improved. Million, but... <laughs> yeah, we, we've coordinated a little more, so we actually brought the same amount to the table. Yeah, and this time uh, I made it a little easier for Sam to guess. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll see about that. I guess easier than uh, the Shutter Island one, where the guy just pans it without saying anything distinguishing about it. <laughs> Here's the first one: 174 f words were spoken in this movie, according to Bloomberg. That's an addition, of course, to the homosexual sex party and male and female frontal nudity. This movie borders on hard, not soft porn. I'm told the source of funding for this movie was the Middle East. Another terrorist attack? What? Okay, so what do you say? 130 uses of the... 174 F-words were spoken in this movie. That makes me think it's Wolf of Wall Street. Correct! It is funded by the Middle East. Yeah, so this comment was really weird. How they're you know they're a little uh, taken aback by the the swearing and the, and the and the nudity and everything. But then like they say, I didn't even I didn't really like look into this. I'm, I just because I thought they were just making a bad joke. But like I'm told the source of funding for this movie was the Middle East, another terrorist attack. So I don't. I don't think it, I feel like it was funded by Martin Scorsese. Probably, <laughs> I don't know. Some yeah. some Saudi prince somewhere was like, yes. you know what? I want a movie where there's a lot of topless women, even though I don't let my women see anything other than their eyes in public. <laughs> yeah, I don't think of Wolf of Wall Street as the kind of movie that like Saudi Arabia would bankroll. Yeah. So that one was kind of easy, I thought, because like there's not many films where they always talk about how many f words are said in it, and Scorsese kind of like every let. All the actors kind of like just say it whenever they wanted to. So yeah. Did you like Wolf of Wall Street? I did. I remember. I I remember seeing it in theaters with my two friends, and like it was a theater full of old people. And I mean, I knew about Scorsese, I knew, but I don't think I knew. I didn't read anything about the movie. I just was like, oh, the new Scorsese movie. And then when it was like, you know, like the frat bro kind of movie, I was kind of like, I, at the time, I was like, yeah, this is what movies are about. This is what movies should be doing. Uh, but yeah, I liked it. Yeah, I liked it, particularly the scene where he's trying to drive on quaaludes or something. Oh, yeah. And he's just like dragging his body into the car. I, I'll sometimes, if I see like the Steve Madden shoe, if I'm going by somewhere, I'll like, I'll say it how Jonah Hill says it when he's on like quaaludes or whatever drug he's on. And I mean, that was your chance to maybe put it into the, cut that into the, uh, <laughs> the the podcast where he's like Steve Madden. <laughs> yeah future sam cut that in or just leave in nick doing the imitation <laughs> yeah which are both are funny i don't know <laughs> my first one is by the sunrise on youtube this was posted one year ago and they say great movie but can someone please tell me what types of dialects do they speak in the sixth story I found the vocabulary and grammar so weird and hard to understand as a non-native English speaker. And I'll say, just as a sidebar, that the dialogue in this section of the movie is difficult to understand no matter what language you speak. 
Oh, and it's six part. That makes me think it's like a like a. I'm, I don't know why I'm immediately thinking like the French Dispatch. It's not the French Dispatch. I haven't seen that. Is that in parts? Yeah, it's like like I, and it's not like six. So I should have said that. It's like four or five vignettes that are all really good. So. I'll say it was difficult to understand, and it's also based on a book, which I've read 75% of, and the 25% that I haven't read is that section they're talking about that I skipped over in the book this is based on. Oh. Actually, it's one of my favorite authors who uh, wrote the book, but that one section is unreadable, in my opinion. (laughs) It's written in a kind of pigeon English I'll say future, futuristic pigeon English. God, I don't, I don't even, I don't have any clue. Maybe did this come out like the last year? No, it definitely didn't. Oh, okay. I can read another one if that. Yeah, help. sure, that will. Okay, Gene on YouTube says, "A love story that crosses worlds and passes beyond time itself." And Soylent Green, what a strange acid trip of disappointment. Cloud Atlas. Yes, Cloud Atlas. Yeah, I have not seen Cloud Atlas, but I, I heard about the weird ways they talk in the movie. The true, true. Yeah. <laughs> That's Tom Hanks, right? It is Tom Hanks. I maybe think they, he says it to Halle Berry. Well, maybe maybe this should just become like a Tom Hanks podcast, because I feel like I got another Tom Hanks one coming at you right now, if you want it. Tom Hanks and movies from 2016. <laughs> Actually, this wasn't, this was like 2012 or something. I've seen this movie, but... <laughs> When I went to watch it, I didn't drive, obviously, because I forgot my glasses. So when I actually went in the theater to watch the movie, um, I'll say my memories of it are blurry. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny that you didn't just like like leave and get your glasses and go to a different show. And you're just like, oh, I'll just watch it. <laughs> oh, no. Well, I went with someone else who wanted to see it and I wanted to see it. And I did. I, I saw it D- depending on whether you consider seeing like these like fleshy blurs move around like seeing it. Yeah, it's just ready where player one for me, even with perfect eyesight. <laughs> all right, Sam, uh, here's my next one. So this is from this is from IMDb again. And I don't have all of them from IMDb. I kind of branched off this time, too. But yeah, this is from IMDb. It's from Greg12345. Mm, nice. <laughs> nice name. <laughs> Good old Greg. Uh, And so he gave this movie one star. Seriously, this whole movie is CGI and for no reason and not very good, especially the humans. Why hire Tom Hanks and just use his voice? If Harry Potter can have a real train in 2001, I have one in 2004. Might be good for kids six and younger, but I popped it out of the DVD player after 10 minutes. Okay. I think I know what this movie is. And I'll say that I have not seen Polar Express, but I hear that the humans in it are terrifying. Correct. <laughs> I I think Polar Express is, it's like great movie because I think it's like a book. And I remember reading the book as a kid and the movie like expanded on it like way more like into like a fantasy adventure movie. And yeah, the CGI is a little weird, but if you can get past that, it's like a really good Christmas movie, I feel like. It really nails like the Christmas spirit. So I watch it every year, probably. I think that Robert Zemeckis, he did that movie, right? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, Robert Zemeckis. He's always kind of one step ahead of 
doing the good version of the technology. Like he did Beowulf right before Avatar came out. Like he's always trying out these new things one notch before they're actually good. Yeah, I didn't I've never like looked up any of like like the CGI, like if it was motion capture or what. But yeah, but Tom Hanks is like five of the characters including like the main child i think or not i i think they say he is but then i don't know he he plays like five characters in it so if you like tom hanks again which i don't think i'm a tom hanks like fan i i mean he's fine right he's just he's tom hanks everybody knows him but i just think whenever i'm looking for comments this one was kind of funny to me just because if harry potter can have a real train in 2001 why can't this one have one in 2004? So, like, they missed the whole point of it being a CGI movie. Yeah, this is really becoming the Tom Hanks podcast, though. <laughs> I had no idea we were going to hit the Tom Hanks, like, hat trick. Well, that that is my last Tom Hanks, for this episode, at least. So stay tuned if you're still a... If you're a Hanks... A Hanks, Hanks head. A, a Hanks head, Hanksophile. Uh, so for this one, I pulled up plethora of reviews because a lot of them are from this long reddit argument thread about the movie i'll say it's the kind of movie that there are a lot of reddit threads and explained videos on youtube about so that's kind of a preliminary hint so sir roger klotz on reddit says i liked it but that doesn't mean it was any good Want me to give you another one? That's <laughs> that's all. Sir Roger Klotz said. I can. I have more that are that will tell you more about the movie. Wait, let me just throw. Let me just throw a guess out. There. Yeah, give me a guess. Uh, the Last Samurai. No, it's not The Last Samurai. It's a. It's a movie that has a lot of holes that can be filled by sort of fan theories. So I'll read another one. Tintin quarantino with a hammer and sickle emoji on letterbox gives this two stars and says what was the point of leaving star maps in ancient cave paintings if they lead to a defense installation where the one remaining ambassador is just going to roid out and body slam his guests roid out and body slam his guests i think if if i had seen this movie that would have instantly like jumped out at me um, so this might be a movie I haven't seen. That's not necessarily how I would describe what happens. Did this movie come out in the last five years? Now you're making me do math. No, <laughs> it didn't. <laughs> okay. I'm going to say The Incredible Hulk. It's not The Incredible Hulk, but it does have an entirely CG character in it that is doing the body slamming. I'll, re- I'll read another one if you want. Guppy1975 on Reddit says, I liked it a lot. But my gripes were the same as the general consensus. Then I read the original John Spaeth's script, and all those annoying questions I had were answered. Not from the script itself, but by comparing the changes made to the rewrite. The rewrite just grafted on its own ideas onto the original, creating plot holes and WTFs galore, making a big mess. I actually liked it a lot more after reading the original script just wish it had mostly stayed that way but saying that i give the rewrite thumbs up for making the ideas and themes epic and swapping scarabs for black goop is it the new mummy it is not the new mummy because <laughs> it's not because it's black goop it's not scarabs oh is it jupiter ascending it's not Jupiter Ascending. It is a ambitious science fiction movie that is a sort of side prequel to a 1970s franchise, I'll say. Gosh, that is 
Hey, what I don't watch. Um, what what was that movie that came out with? Uh, oh, is it Ender's Game? It's not Ender's Game. Oh, I really thought that was it. <laughs> Having never seen Ender's Game, I thought that was it. You want another one that will probably not help either? <laughs> yeah, lay it on me. Okay, David Sims on Letterboxd gives this four and a half out of five stars and says, God designed humans for squid birthing, nothing more. Smiley face. Is it Blade Runner 2049? Uh, You're very close with that one, actually. I'll say David Sims is actually, I recognize him. He's actually a film critic, but if you're in Letterboxd, I consider you a commenter. <laughs> okay. Oh, I don't think I'm going to get it, Sam. Maybe give me a hint about the movie. <laughs> the director of the movie is connected to Blade Runner. Is it a rival? It's not a rival. It's another, the previous director connected with Blade Runner. Oh. So not uh, Denny Villeneuve. Yeah. So it's a David Lynch movie? David Lynch didn't do Blade Runner. <laughs> oh, wait. He did Dune. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Damn it. Is it Alien? Same universe. Predator. I'm ba- I'm surprised you haven't seen this. I-, I guess it's not in the wheelhouse of things you're interested in, though. <laughs> okay. In the same universe as-, as Alien. I guess I don't know what else is in the Alien universe. Mm, okay. Do you want oh, me wait, to tell oh, you? Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> is it Prometheus? Yes, it's Prometheus. There we go. I've A long Prometheus. road to get to. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen Prometheus, and I remember enjoying it. it was it memorable to you? Not as much as what was that other? What was the movie that was like the prequel to that that came out? Prequel to Prometheus? You mean like Alien Covenant? Yes, I saw that. I yeah. like Prometheus more actually. I, in some ways, Michael Fast Michael Fassbender is always like a great player on like a bad team. Like he's like Calvin Johnson on the Lions. Oh, interesting reference. <laughs> well, he's, he's like... in all these bad movies, but he's doing good performances in them. Like his last movies have been like Assassin's Creed, The Snowman, oh. Alien Covenant, all of which some people would consider bad. But he's always, I think, a standout in those movies. Ah, uh, yes the the ribbon on top of the pile of shit. Yeah, I agree with that. I think a Fassbender is always great. I feel like. With Prometheus, I don't remember much other than the big, the big tall man, the guy that kind of looked like he was like a Doctor Manhattan, whatever. Those what they're called, like the yeah, the engineers. Yeah, the engineers, right? Yeah, yeah, and that's that's why what I was referring to when I was talking about a completely CG character. But kind of looking online now, I'm seeing I'm wrong because I'm seeing photos of someone dressed like the engineer looking like the engineer talking to ridley scott while the movie's being made so i think they found some bodybuilder or something to right. portray that character yeah just johnny it was johnny sins that's who it was oh. or found some way to animate the thinking man statue all right sam here's my third one this was given four stars by beeb star yep Definitely stirs up mixed emotions. Great attention to detail. Looks like the brothers didn't consider the saying, fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me. This begs the question, which is worse? High morals with no vision or incredible vision with loose morals? Both are foolish. It's directed by brothers. Uh, no. <laughs> what? I'm going to say no because that's going to steer you away from Oh, okay. I was veering completely in the wrong direction, though. I was thinking of No Country for Old Men. I was thinking of Dead Presidents by the Hughes Brothers. From I, Hell by the Hughes Brothers. 
<laughs> I love from hell. Um, yeah, that I, is a great Jack the Ripper movie. Yeah, I've, I don't. So the reason I think I chose this one was because the ending of this comment, it, like, I, I understand what they're trying to say, but they said it in like the most like, like they took the least direct route to say what they were trying to say. Like, this begs the question, which is worse? High morals with no vision or incredible vision with loose morals? Both are foolish. Like, what do you just say that? Just say the reverse of one of those. Are they referring to the morals of the movie or like the character? They're talking about the characters in the movie that are fooled by another character in the movie. The usual suspects? Incorrect. Would you say there's a twist at the end of this movie? No. No, there's no twist. Okay. I will make a guess even though i have no clue what this movie is and i'll say it's whale rider (laughs) the fuck is whale rider it's a movie with tamora morrison where i think his daughter talks to whales or something Obviously not this movie. Is it Braveheart? It's not Braveheart. <laughs> so this next comment will probably give it away. Um, but if it doesn't, I got another hint. So this was also a positive review. It's by Granny Helen. And she said, The truth is now known about all the corrupt filth behind McDonald's stealing the lives work of two deserving men who built it from scratch. They did not steal it like that human filth, that human waste Ray Kroc did. I have, <laughs> I have a feeling him and his wife are screaming in hell. That is true justice. It's, it is the founder. Correct. I didn't know Ray Kroc was dead yet. <laughs> I, yeah, I guess I didn't either. He might be dead even in like that movie. Oh, I didn't see the movie. I actually have a theory that I'm better at guessing movies I haven't seen, but... I've read or heard reviews of because that gives me like a nutshell idea of what the movie is that I can match to the comment. Whereas movies I've seen, I have my own opinions of. Yeah. The founder is great. I would recommend you watch that tonight. Actually, that's the homework. It is for good. Every- that's the homework for everybody that's, that's listening to this podcast. You all have to watch the founder tonight. Cause I feel like the one thing I'll always think about when I watch, when I watch the founder was how every scene, uh, Michael Keaton has a different kind of, weird tie on they're like i don't know who like the costume designer was but they were like we're gonna make him i have i have this whole this whole (laughs) this whole war chest of ties (laughs) 500 ties we have to make him wear them so he is i don't think there's a scene where he wears the same tie and there's a lot of ties in that movie wait so in your opinion does ray Kroc deserve to be burning in hell (laughs) well it's funny because i think the person i think granny helen that when she commented this like in this movie, Patrick Wilson's wife is like the owner of like a fran or a franchisee of um one of the McDonald's stores, and Ray Kroc just like steals his wife from him, and maybe that's why she's like him and his wife are screaming in hell. It's not like she like took down the two brothers and stole their ideas, so. <laughs> I don't know why she also has to go to hell with him. Okay, so it's your turn, Sam. This is again from a long Reddit argument on this movie. This review is from deleted profile on Reddit from the midst of a heated discussion thread. He says, you know what's even more edgelord? 
criticizing someone for not liking a film. There's nothing edgelord about genuinely not liking something. All I said was that I've seen 10 movies from that era that I like more. And I got 33 downvotes. That is so pretentious. Nobody has to love blank. I stand by my opinion. I've seen heaps of movies from a similar time, which are far better. So I need to bend my opinion to yours? Why? When did I say Citizen Kane was awful? Oh, f- <laughs> <laughs> I totally burned that one. Okay, obviously. Okay, wait, I actually have an extra one. I'll just read. Okay, <laughs> fuck that. Because <laughs> he, said, he said the title of the movie a bunch of times, and I, did, I didn't like <laughs> You didn't like delete it, it in my notes. Movie. Yeah, okay. So this is a review of another movie. This is from IMDb. Kyle Brown 029 gives this six stars on IMDb. And he says, as someone who is a massive fan of DCI, I thought that this character has always been kind of goofy and kind of used for comedy. But I loved how he was betrayed on Smallville. But then I saw this movie and thought that Jason Memoir was very good was a very good choice for the lead character. He brings a sense of realism and makes the character serious and awesome. Definitely enjoyed his take on the character because it was real and cool and I highly recommend this film. This version of the character is way better than how he was betrayed on Smallville. Even though I thought Alan Rickman did a pretty good job. I will definitely tell you that I cannot wait to see the sequel next year. And I kept in all the, I don't know what to call them, the autocorrect misspellings. Oh, I kind of like, I'll, I'll sometimes help the people out here because some of them are really bad, but like the comments so good that I'm like, all right, well, I'm not going to say that, how they messed up that word. But, but I kind of gonna... kept it, I kept it in because it almost felt intentional because like instead of portrayed, he says betrayed and... I don't know. I like Jason memoir. <laughs> <laughs> um, is this Aquaman? Yes, it is Aquaman. Was Alan Rickman Aquaman? That's what I was wondering. I didn't look this up, but he's talking about the TV show Smallville. So maybe Alan Rickman played him on that TV show. He definitely wasn't in the real Aquaman. I think yeah. he might have been dead by that time. Yeah, I always like when people, when they say, oh, I loved his take on the character. Like, what does that mean to you? Like like they they like jason momoa doesn't look like aquaman because aquaman is like a white blonde guy or jason memoir jason memoir in his in his jason memoirs uh alan rickman said that his greatest regret is playing a <laughs> is playing uh aquaman on smallville also for this movie i had to sift through all the anti amber heard reviews because <laughs> A lot of the reviews for this movie are just talking about how Amber Heard is a terrible person and shouldn't be in Aquaman 2 because of the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial. Yeah, I don't like when people, they can't distance themselves from the from the, from the the art, you know, because maybe Amber Heard was, uh, maybe she was good. I don't know. I've never, I feel like I she's a very like, like an, I don't know, like a bland act, actor. I'll say she was not good in that movie. Wait, did you not, did you see Aquaman? I did not. Oh, okay. She she was not good in it. I will say, I don't think Jason Momoa was good in it. Patrick Wilson is playing the bad guy. And he does have one great line, which I'm going to splice in right here. But he basically, <laughs> at the end, he puts on a helmet and screams, Call me 
Ocean Master. Oh. <laughs> I love Patrick Wilson. More more of him, more of him getting to do what he wants. Yeah, for sure. So my next one is by Slickin' Bubba's on IMDb. And they said, they give this one star, and they said, you already know going into this that the flick is a parody of itself. It violates every single law of science with its incredible stupidity, but knowing it's stupid makes it fun. This is a comedy disguised as a real film. Good to watch with a bunch of friends. See it with Metal Tornado. Metal Tornado? Is that another movie? It is. So th- this person says they want to do like a double feature. You should watch this movie and then also watch Metal Tornado. Is this Sharknado? You're correct. <laughs> so th- I thought that would be a pretty easy one to get. So what really got me about this comment was obviously, okay, so what is Metal Tornado then? So I went, I dug a little deeper to some more comments. And uh, I found the premise of Metal Tornado is an American company inadvertently unleashes a magnetic vortex on an unprepared world. And then some trivia I found about it. The words metal and tornado are never actually said together throughout the entire movie. This left some fans on the edge of their seats in anticipation throughout only to be left feeling a little bit disappointed by the end. I can understand that because I'm one of those people that's always waiting for someone to say the title of the movie during the movie. (laughs) That's why Aquaman should have been called Ocean Master. It would have been perfect. Yeah, does Michael Keaton ever say, I'm the founder? (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I don't think so. (laughs) As he's eating burgers. Yeah, so I've, I've not seen Sharknado. Have you? I've seen one of them. I think it was the first one. It's the one where a shark gets gutted by a chainsaw as it's flying over this guy's head. It's the one with Tara Reid. Or is she in all of them? I don't know if she's in all of them, but she's in. I think she's in at least the first two. She's like the Ellen Ripley of the Sharknado franchise. Yeah. <laughs> There's another comment uh, I just wanted to bring up about Sharknado. This was by Movie Fanatic 22. So they know a thing or two about movies. Uh, they give it five stars. Sharknado is the best movie that has ever been produced. Stellar acting, fantastic special effects, riveting storyline that will keep you on the edge of your seat. I laughed, I cried, I hid my eyes. If I could give it more stars, I would. Must see movie of the century. 20 thumbs up. I don't know where they're getting those thumbs, but. Some echoes of. I feel like the Morbius reviews, the hyperbolic praise of Sharknado. Yeah, I do remember when it came out because it was on. I don't know if it came out directly onto sci-fi, the sci-fi channel, but I know every subsequent one came out and it was like a big like, all right, turn your set your DVRs. But I have not seen any of them, but I'm sure I would like them. But I think I'm with Slick and Bubba's who said to see it with friends and to see also Metal Tornado. Um, So I do have another one. This is. This is almost like a public service announcement, honestly. Okay. So Pink Moth on Reddit says, Honestly, one of the most disturbing parts for me was the kid almost drowning in the corn silo. Born and raised in the Midwest, it's ingrained in you from a young age not to fuck around with those things because so many people have died that way. And someone else commenting below says, It's like quicksand. And then every time you breathe, those kernels get sucked in. So I didn't know about this, how dangerous corn silos were. But there's a corn silo in this movie and someone falls into it. Is it Witness? It's not Witness. Is there a corn silo in that movie? There is, and somebody dies. (laughs) I can read another one. Sure. Or I can give you a hint. Uh, Yeah, read another one. L Driver on Letterboxd gives this four out of five stars. 
and says, if only the creatures came out of the screen and hunted the man who wouldn't stop crunching his popcorn. Hmm, so this is a very corn-heavy movie. I don't think of corn at all when I think of this movie, but... But two commenters did. Yes. I can give you a hand. Sure. That's your hint. Dead air. Oh, <laughs> uh, God. Okay. Is Silence. It... Ah, very good. Exactly. So it's... Uh, fuck. I know... I verified you've I know, you've seen I know what movie. it is. I know what it is. I just don't know the name of it immediately off the top of my head. They just made a sequel. <laughs> it's not Don't Breathe, but that's... I don't know why that's all I'm thinking about. Uh, you I, you do know this movie. I, know. I can tell that you're. I know. I don't know why. It. I don't know why I don't know the name of it right now. I'm. I'm. Absolutely... If you end up not getting this, I'll give you half a ding. I don't even deserve a ding because I know it. I just I see it in my mind. I just don't know why I don't know the name of it. Is it Quiet Place? Yes, it's Quiet yeah, Place. Okay, that's what I was unsure. Quiet um, Place. Is, I think I remember. I don't. I think I've seen. I saw the first one, and I think I remember. I like the the concept, and I obviously it's been done a billion times. And then with Bird Box too, like the like the opposite. But I like I like seeing how the, it's in like the future, and like they've kind of learned how to like live in the same time as like the creatures, and how to be like they set up like the paint on the floor, so not to like in their house to not like hit the creaky floorboard um i like i like all that very very well there are all the there are some small details that people in looking at these comments people point out like when they go to the supermarket at the beginning this is like kind of like a funny detail all the things that are left on the shelves are all like loud crackly bags of like chips and stuff because no one dared to take those off the shelves because of the creatures all right, so I did something a little different here. I kind of went and found a comment that the director of this movie said about the movie, and I also have like a regular comment from somebody online. I don't know. I don't know what, what's crossing the line here. You said well, I used okay. a I used like a Quentin Tarantino quote last time. So you did okay. I'd say okay. anything's fair game. All right, perfect. So um, this director said this. I'll just say it because if I tell maybe if I tell you where it might be too much. So here's what this director said: I wish to make a motion picture which was not a narrative of action so much as an examination of character. I wish to do something quite different. I wish to make a picture which might be called a failure story. Passion of the Christ. <laughs> Mel Gibson would never want a failure story. A failure story. Well, I'll, I would argue that a lot of his stories of failure stories because they all end with the character dying oh yeah okay. or sacrificing himself or being torn apart or apocalypto braveheart or, or dragged the across concrete yeah that's true was he ever dragged across concrete in that movie <laughs> no no he wasn't vince vaughn was i think <laughs> is this a silent movie no something about that quote made me think it was a movie that was purely visual or something like that no i've not seen this movie mm, that narrows it down here do you want another here i'll give you like a comment from like a viewer so this person gave uh this wait, person wait, wait let me do one more guess okay let me think of... wait is this a relic is this like a modern movie or a classic movie classic classic okay i feel like i've heard that quote somewhere before and it's not it's not 2001 because you would never pick a Kubrick movie. <laughs> Interesting. We're we're already starting to develop a sub sub genre of the game. 
I was thinking of including a Kubrick movie in every episode, but then every first question or wherever I put the Kubrick question would be like 10 minutes of us just going back and forth and me trying to provide more and more revealing hints. Well, don't worry. I've done each episode is now a Tom Hanks episode. So, mm. Well, this is a double Tom. This is like a double hitter. <laughs> You're right. Okay. Yeah, give me the other one. By paid in full 13, one out of 10 stars. The title of it is Overrated Waste of Time. This movie was seen under my pledge to finish any movie I started. Otherwise, I would have not finished it. Back in 1941, when it was first released, people, perhaps people had not much else to watch. And so they were surprised by a mysterious film. But we are now in 2018. And I can assure you there's nothing entertaining in the two-hour movie. Nevertheless, I am glad I saw it so that I can judge the people who claim it to be a masterpiece as people of little taste, in my opinion. You have been warned. A lot of the movies I'm thinking of are movies that came out after 1941, like Psycho or something like that. And it's not its not a Hitchcock movie, is it? No. Planet of the Apes. Incorrect. Also, another... Another thing I've noticed when people, this is like, <laughs> this is uh, when I was looking at the comments for the since burned uh, Citizen Kane bit, but I noticed that a lot of people in the comments say things like, oh, well, back then when people had nothing to watch or back then when people were awed by basic cinematic techniques, <laughs> people back then were a completely different species of movie watcher. <laughs> Yeah, I wonder if Sharknado came out in 1941, if people would feel the same. Or if it came out, if Sharknado came out in the 90s, it would have been like the Matrix. (laughs) It's all about, it's all about when you, you know, when you, when you make your mark. And for this, that would be, yeah, that would be a great experiment if you could release movies non-chronologically. Like if you could have a do-over and just decide when movies, all the movies that have come out, change where they come out, like release the Matrix and like. 1933 or something oh yeah what well, it's always funny when i see like movies that like are supposed to come out and then and then they're like oh they're delayed for like reason like there was like i don't know what movie it came out. i feel like i kept seeing uh commercials for it this year but it was like a school shooting movie or something and it was like supposed to was come- it run hide fight maybe i i don't know i don't remember the title at all but i remember uvalde happened shortly after so they were like uh and then oh, I don't even, okay. i'm sure that went like straight to like Redbox or something but but same thing with like you know delaying delaying episodes of stuff if they like uh whatever that that um louis ck movie being delayed until who knows when is this movie by like a famous director yes and it's a classic movie yes. and it's not citizen kane why did I? I didn't, I didn't say that. If we both pick Citizen Kane and you, <laughs> it's a good thing I fucked up reading the other comment on Citizen Kane. If that's what it is, um, you, is it your... Citizen Kane? I'm guessing Citizen Kane. You're correct. Are you shit? Oh, <laughs> uh, so you have to keep that whole thing in now. <laughs> so at least Citizen Kane got in this episode somehow, <laughs> even though I like completely fucked up like on <laughs> on my end. <laughs> yeah i think that that is funny that we both chose it did you yeah, so does that quote make sense do you know that he said so he said that orson welles said in af in the afi catalog he said 
Um, there have been so many motion pictures and novels rigorously obeying the formula of a success story. So he wanted to make a failure one. It makes sense to why that quote sounded familiar, because I went through all these Citizen King comments. I might have actually seen something, someone quoting that. Yeah, I think that was actually like the like that was like under, yeah, this 15 facts about Orson Welles from the American Film Institute. So that was one of them. It's a good thing I like ruled out Citizen Kane early on just because I thought it wouldn't possibly be Citizen Kane. Of course, because Nick hadn't seen it, so why would he do it? Yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, so I kind of wanted to go. I think my when I was looking for comments, I kind of, you know, I did those those three, Wolf of Wall Street, Polar Express, and The Founder, and I kind of was like, all right, let me pick, like, one of the best movies of all time, you know, and then I did, on the opposite end, I picked Citizen Kane. Ah, uh-huh, jokes. No, I meant Sharknado. Um, <laughs> so I wanted to see what people were saying about like a Sharknado movie and Citizen Kane. And I think, yeah, going back to your choosing when we could choose to, I would want to flip when those movies came out. Switch Sharknado and Citizen Kane. Yeah, because I feel like Citizen Kane, we wouldn't remember at all. But if Sharknado was, I think Sharknado, if it came out today and in 1941, it would have just as big an appeal in both eras. I think if it came out in 1941, it would be pretty revolutionary. (laughs) I was going to do one other one because I fucked up on the Citizen Kane one. <laughs> uh, this is a little more obscure, but this seems like a this seems like a Nick movie. Um, so Fang Xianfu on Reddit says it also came out four months after the first Pirates of the Caribbean, which was crazy popular. No space for two nautical films in the same year. Is it Master and Commander for yes. World? Oh. <laughs> that was yeah. quicker than I anticipated. <laughs> I actually didn't know it came out a few months after. I think both those movies you just mentioned are great. Master and Commander is a masterpiece. That's Peter Peter Ware, right? Yeah. The witness guy. The guy yeah. who did witness. Yeah. Yeah. No, there I think everything he I feel like I have to watch. I don't think I've seen everything he's done, but everything I have watched with him has been great. Since we don't have any sponsors yet, I I'll just read this and see if you can tell what they're talking about. Okay. So Rebecca Blick on Trust Pilot gives this one out of five stars and says, Buyer beware. Just buy regular stamps. The website is not user friendly and frequently has technical issues. If you need to print anything, save it as a PDF so you can have multiple attempts. The print sample option does not reflect the final product. If you misprint at all, even when it's their fault, you cannot simply reprint. Refunds are nearly impossible, and their customer service has ridiculous hours. To get a refund, you have to mail in the request, paying for the stamp. I will never use this service again and do not recommend it. Oh, isn't there, there is like a, is it called stamps.com? Yes, this is for a one-star review of stamps.com. Yeah, I don't even, what, yeah, what's like their business model? Because you can just go to the store, right, and get stamps. Like, are they, what what are they, are they cutting out the middleman in that? I think the idea is that you can print it off your computer. Oh, okay. But according to this review, it doesn't work. What I like about what she said is that she had to to mail she had to mail in the request for the refund or something like that. I didn't know you didn't listen to podcasts, but <laughs> if, but if uh, you listen for, to sorry, podcasts, everybody, I, you're actually listening to a podcast that uh, is for a first timer like me who doesn't doesn't partake in it. But I love to I lo- would love to make one, and I and now I am. Yeah, 
Well, if you listen to podcasts, you would know that podcasts are basically saturated by four or five advertisers at once. And one of them for a while with stamps.com would be advertised on every other podcast. Uh, yeah, I guess I would never use stamps.com now now knowing that, but also before it just seems like one of those things that's like, it's not that big of an inconvenience for me to go to the post office. That being said, one day this podcast might be sponsored by some schlocky advertising. Stamps.com, if you want to, if you want to tell, what was her name? Miss Bliss or whatever. If you want to. Her name is Rebecca Blick. Rebecca, if you want to tell Becky Blick that she's wrong, that it was just a one-time thing, you know, reach out to us. Might have been a one-time thing. Um, there were multiple one-star reviews, though. So, You know, I send a lot of mail, uh, Stamps.com, I, and I, I really have sent a lot of mail to Sam more than any other people. Which is weird, <laughs> but we're, I feel like Sam and I are like pen pals first, then then we went to college together, and then now we have a podcast together. Yeah, now we're podcast pals. This time, I was thinking we could end our podcast with some words from the Goblin King himself. Not David Bowie, but the other Goblin King. That'll do it. Steve Madden.